Live from Miami, Florida, thefoodie.com presents WTF, Where's the Food? With your host, Nick. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on? It is Nick. And welcome to another episode of WTF, Where's the Food? This would be episode number 17 of season two. And of course, WTF Words Food is presented by the Hala Guys. My name is Nick. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TheFoodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. And of course, the website, we can't forget about it either, TheFoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E.com. You can subscribe and listen to WTF Words Food wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, WTF Words Food is there for you. If you do listen on Apple Podcasts, I would love if you could leave me a review on there. And if you don't want to download any apps or you don't have a preferred podcast player, you can listen to full episodes of WTF Words Food on the website as well, thefoodie.com. So I sound a little bit under the weather, and I am under the weather, but it's fine. I'm here to bring you this episode of WTF Words Food presented by the Halal Guys. Now, my guest on today's show... I called up my good friend, Jose, Jose de Jesus. He is the director of multicultural marketing for the National Pork Board. And I call him because, you know, as a Hispanic living in Miami, we eat a lot of pork and, you know, it's part of our culture. It's uh, part of our DNA. So I wanted to get some facts and, you know, because people think pork isn't healthy and there's some cuts of pork that are extremely healthy. So Call him up. We're going to talk everything pork. We're going to find out which cuts are the healthiest, um, some of his favorite dishes to make. The treatment of animals to the National Pork Board is super important, and I think you're going to find that super interesting. Plus, you know, he's Puerto Rican, and he lives in Iowa. He might be the only Puerto Rican in Iowa that has a cajachina. So we'll talk to him about all that. So much more. Let's go ahead and kick off this episode of WTF Words Food right now with my conversation with Jose de Jesus. joining me a very special friend i met him back in february for the south beach wine and food festival now he's joining me on the phone he is the director of multicultural marketing for the national pork board thank you so much for coming on the show man thank you nick how are you man good man how about you i'm doing great you know just uh you know here in iowa uh you know the weather is getting what's, what's the weather finally, what's the so. weather like over there yeah, you know, it's got to be right now about 50 okay, uh, degrees it's not that or so, bad. maybe it'll hit 60, but we just had a lot of rain lately. So, you know, it's rainy and cloudy. It, it never gets uh, uh, very nice outside, but, you know, it's <laughs> spring, so we're getting there. <laughs> getting there soon, soon enough. You just got to, you know what that means, just more trips down to Miami. Yeah, absolutely. Now we got, I'm down for that anytime. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about pork and, you know, the positive and the healthy, like pork is healthy. If people don't know. Um, but before that, kind of what is being the director of multicultural uh, marketing really mean for the National Pork Board? Wow. You know, it's it's a great gig, to be honest with you, Nick. Um, I'm actually uh, blessed to have this, this job. You know, I started about six years ago, and I, I worked in different industries. I worked in news. I worked in, uh, in higher education. I worked in, in, in financial services. But you know, when this opportunity came up uh, six years ago, I thought about, wow, you know, like, you know, my passion, you know, pork and, and how much I love the product and to be able to come over here and um, and promote this for 
for our great pig farmers. Um, I, I think, um, you know, it, it, it's just been great, fantastic. So, you know, our our, our job has uh, evolved over over the times, you know, and a lot of a lot of the things that we we are doing right now is to tr- truly try to understand the consumer as much as we can. Uh, pork is a great protein; it's the number one protein consumed in the world. Yeah, so obviously a lot of people love it, and um, so it's just a matter of better understanding how does it fit within um, within a dinner occasion at home and for consumers, and uh, how do we continue to position as a go-to protein for consumers nowadays, particularly Latinos, because they um, they love the product. You know, we grew up with the product. Uh, I never I remember growing up uh, in Puerto Rico, you know, my you know years ago, and you know pork was always at the table. So um, again, this is just a very cool opportunity that I have to be able to continue to promote this, and uh, you know, very very blessed, I guess. Now, down your career, did you ever see yourself working with uh, with the National Pork Board, a product that you loved? That you know you grew you grew up eating it. I grown up. I still eat it. Like like, did you ever think you would ever reach that? Like or see yourself working for for them? No, you know, I get I get asked that question all the time because I always tell people that you know even before I started working here, I loved the product. So and even after you know my time's up, whenever that is. I will continue to eat the the product just because it's it's you know it's, it's part of our it's, culture. Uh, it's part it's of cultural yeah. thing. Yeah, it's part of our culture. It's part of our DNA. I mean, I I grew up you know my I remember my grandparents and my uncles all roasting pigs and uh, us kids taking turns you know turning around and you know it was just a very it was a an experience and and I think uh, the fact that this whenever this uh, opportunity came up. Uh, it was too good to to be true in my eyes, so it, it's just been great, man. And uh, you know, uh, it's the National Port Board, you know. And and thinking about this, we're one of, I, I would say, probably the only one of its kind uh, from a board perspective that has this approach to try to better understand uh, Latino consumers and actually multicultural consumers in general. So, uh, very very cool opportunity that I that I'm very fortunate to have uh, with uh, with the National Port Board. Now there is belief and and that, that that pork isn't healthy that it's not good for you um but as me being Cuban you're Puerto Rican like we said we grow up with this it's part of our culture once a year on Noche Buena we roast a pig like with our family that's the thing we do Yeah you know that's what I hear uh you know of course you know pork you know particularly um you know roasting pigs is a very big tradition in the Caribbean right and um, it's always been fun. It's, it's just a fun experience to see it, to live it, to really uh, understand how all this amazing food ends up in our in our stomachs. I yeah. guess you know. So it's always been very very cool process. Um, in terms of your first question about you know the healthy aspect of it, you know it, there's there's a lot of consumer misconception, and that's one of the reasons we continue to do a lot of research, and that our big farmers um, continue to. Uh, provide us with the resources to understand this because at the end of the day, you know, Nick, when you think about this, today's pork is 16% leaner and 27% lower in saturated fat compared to 26 years ago. It's crazy. Amazing. So, yeah, and people don't necessarily know that, and it's our job to make sure that we engage them and and make sure that they're they're armed with the facts. Uh, we also have eight cuts of pork that meet the U.S. Department of Agriculture guidelines for lean, and that's because they contain less than 10 grams of fat, 4.5 uh, grams of saturated fat, and 95 milligrams of cholesterol per 1,000 grams of meat. So, again, 
these are just the facts, and I think sometimes you know there's a lot of noise out there, particularly now in the internet days, where yep. people just you know believe what they want to believe, or uh, unfortunately provided with wrong information. So it's our job to make sure that we educate consumers and and engagement, bring them along, so that they have um, the right um, information and they can make uh, smart choices. I will tell you that you know one of the popular port, uh, cuts for us is the pork tenderloin, and believe it or not, that cut has this same amount of fat as the skinless chicken breast. That's People crazy. don't know that. It's also certified by the American Heart Association and Heart Healthy. So is the pork sirloin as well. So again, there's there's a lot of good things going on. And I think our job here at the National Pork Board is to make sure that folks understand this because today there's more consumers are really asking, you know, what am I taking? What am I eating? There's Way smarter consumers nowadays. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's our job to make sure that, look, we meet the consumer where they are. And if there are questions, we're here to answer them. And, uh, you know, look, I mean, pork tastes good, man. And at the yeah. end of the day, you know, <laughs> we, we believe it's healthy. But, you know, the, the main attribute is flavor, you know. And I think, um, you know, that's I always go back to that because I can't eat something that's not flavorful. I don't know not. about you, but I can't. No, so, can't. You know, <laughs> so that's that's really the, the one thing that I always look at. And I think the health aspects kind of like – you know, it's cherry on top. You know, it just gives permission to people to feel good about what they're eating. Yeah, and the great thing about National Pork Board is that you continue to do studies about this for consumers. Absolutely, man. Uh, this is we're not going to stop. I mean, we we provide uh, essentially what we, the way we try to look at this market intelligence, right? I mean, we need to understand what consumers are thinking about this great product. You know, we believe, and you know, we're biased on this, but we can prove it as well. I mean, we believe that our pig farmers, pork producers, they, they produce the best pork in the world. And that is, you know, second to know. So, you know, our job is to make sure that um, consumers, again, um, have the right information about our product. And along the way, you know, we work with a lot of people in the supply chain, which means, you know, retailers, food service companies, uh, packer processors. And our job is to also ensure that they have this fact. So when, when they're talking to their consumers, they also uh, can arm them um, uh, with the right information. Because a lot of these folks have their own brands and, and, you know, they have their own marketing strategies trying to talk to to consumers in general. So, you know, we're here to, to provide unique value to that to that supply chain and ultimately with the goal that consumers feel good about what they're eating and hopefully, you know, you know, enjoy the the product that's, you know, so tasty in our eyes. So Yeah, and a lot th- uh, one thing a lot of people don't know is that you guys work directly with the farmers. Like, there's no mistreatment, none of that stuff, you know what I mean? No, uh, there, there's none. None of that happens. You know, I mean, look, you know, our, all of our producers, um, they essentially, they they live uh, by the six ethical principles. And I'll actually focus on two of them. I can go through all of them, but there's two of them that are really important, you know, and one of them is uh, protect and promote animal well-being. And, you know, this this is uh, our pro, our pork producers uh, are committed to producing safe, wholesome pork in in a very socially responsible manner, and uh, you know no one cares more about uh, about that than our pig farmers, and they, all they do is produce high quality products. You know they take care of their animals and uh, and the natural resources as well, and and they contribute to their community. So, again, 
these are all things that uh, these are folks that you know they they raise these animals in a very humanely manner and they care about the animal. Um, I'll tell you that, for example, like modern uh, pork production facilities of all sizes, they provide animals with an environment that's you know safe for them um, and is designed uh, for them to keep them uh, in a safe, healthy, and comfortable uh, way too, because you know this this um, uh, facilities are meant to, so, so that so that the animal doesn't get chill in a harsh winter weather or, or they swelter during, during the hot summer. So, uh, because that can pre- predispose them from from the disease. So, yeah. again, this is what our producers do, and they know their animals. They do it in a humane manner, and um, uh, we're, we're you know we're proud in our in our industry. I mean, this is what we do, um, and our producers do it better than anybody else. Now, I don't know if you know this. I'm just asking this. Do you, is, is Miami like one of the top cities where pork is consumed? In the U.S., uh, sorry, not know, like globally, in, in the U.S. You know, I, I don't know if we had that breakdown. We we know that uh, on average, you know, the per capita consumption is about 50 pounds, wow. um, you know, per per capita, you know, in the U.S. Yeah. Now, how does that break? I, I, I'm going to go on a limb if I had to. It, it's probably one of those. It's up there. Uh, just, just by pure uh, demographics. I mean, you look at the demographics, how, how many people are in, in uh, live in Miami, millions of people, right? And, yeah. and a lot of people from diverse um you know backgrounds, and when when we look at our at our data, you know we know that multicultural consumers, Latinos um, in particular, they over-index in pork consumption. So, look, Miami is a great city. Um, there's a lot of places where people can eat, and there's a lot of trend setting going on, and a lot of nice cuisine that you know people gravitate gravitate towards. So I have no doubt that you know that's one of the top cities for pork consumption among others. You know. Speaking of Miami, you're here quite often. What are some of your favorite spots to hit when you when you're visiting Miami? You know, I, I try to mix it up a little bit, um, depending. You know, if I'm running around for you know like meetings to meeting, it depends. And um, you know, I I like Alter. You know, Alter by right. you know Wynwood mm-hmm. over there. I mean, that's a great place. I mean, I like what the chef does over there. You know, he he just mixes it up pretty good and, and is very creative with all his dishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, fine dining, but just a very good spot. Um, let's see, uh, you know, one of the things, you know, so let, let me, let me answer this question with this. So a lot of the data that we have, uh, a lot of the research we've done, we know that a lot of the trends for food service and, and actually for cuisine in, in the U S start from, uh, Latin American dishes and also Asian cuisine. So when you marry those two together, you get this great fish fusion. Yeah. So there's, um, there's one chef over there that's doing it very well. And you know, him, chef Jose Mendin. Um, He's a actually, legend down yeah, here. <laughs> yeah, you know it's a, it's a good guy. You know he. Uh... He's doing it well. You know, I grew up with him um, back in Puerto Rico, and, you know, we actually played volleyball together. That's and amazing. I, I remember, yeah, you know, I, I, I remember, uh, you know, when he first started and, you know, how he started those concepts, the pub belly concept, and then it's just kind of grown and grown. But what I like about him is, you know, he marries those two cuisines together. And, and you know, he, he obviously, you know, knows the Latin culture very well and the cuisine there, but I believe he also – you know, study some European techniques. So when you think, when you marry all those things together, I mean, the food is just amazing, you know. So I like that, uh, you know, his new La Placita, adventure, yeah. La Placita. 
I love the place, you know, a little bit biased here, you know, being <laughs> from Puerto Rico. But you know what I like about it? I mean, that lechon asado, man, he's got a killer lechon asado there that I, I absolutely love. Um, he also had the carne frita, man, it's just amazing, too. It's got like an Asian glaze to it, um, but very good. So I like that. One place, I'll tell you this, man, one place I really, really, really want to hit is the the Miami Smokers, uh, that smokehouse that they, yeah, they're okay. opening. Yeah. I think it opened this week, actually. Oh, it might have, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so I wanted, you know, I, I know the chef over there too, Chef uh, Barrientos and, um, you know, uh, Andres, and, you know, just a great guy. And, um, you know, I, I think they're doing it right. I mean, you know, they just uh, they just got great food, and, and historically speaking, they've done a, a lot of good things over there, particularly with their bacon. is amazing. So I uh, can't wait to be there next time I'm up there. What's or uh, down there, I should say. <laughs> yeah, down there. What, what's your favorite, uh, like, pork dish to make at home? Very pork dish, you know. It, you know, it depends. Uh, or what's depends, your favorite uh, like you know, cut cut of pork? Maybe that's a better question. Cut of pork. You know, I I, I like them all. I, I like them all. I would say if I'm in the mood to smoke meat, man, I'll take a shoulder, man, a pork shoulder. I love that. Um, you know, I, I like to smoke meat. I like to grill. Um, but my go-to, to be honest with you, you know, living in the, in Iowa, you know, there's a lot of great pork over here. You know, we race. Um, this is the number one big producing state uh, in the country. So I can tell you that, you know, I, I do a lot of uh, lechona asados, man. I roast a lot of pigs. You know, I have my cachina um, ready to go. And when I am when I got some time, uh, that's what I go to. Um, you know, just, just a lechona asado, man. There's nothing like it. It brings me back to, to that. You know, Childhood, yeah, about. everything, yeah. Childhood, memories, friends, family, you know, all that kind of thing. So I love doing that. And um, also, it's just it's just a great way to bring people in and sort of have them experience um, our culture a little bit. So it, it's one of my go-tos. Um, shoulder, when I want to smoke meat. And look, when I want something kind of a little bit healthy, uh, quick to do, I go with regular pork chops, man. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Um, yeah. If you want a salad, you know, you can grill something in 10 minutes, you're done. Uh, or if you want to, you know, whatever you want, saute them, fry them, grill them, whatever you want to do. I mean, the pork chop is just so easy to work with and uh, delicious. Speaking of the cajachina, are you like one of the few that have one over there in Iowa? You know, I, good question. <laughs> uh, I only know uh, three people who have cajachinas. Uh, besides myself, is uh, my dad and my brother. So, <laughs> so it's all family related. But you know, it's it's a great concept, man. Uh, you know, just the other day, one of our friends was uh, roasting uh, a pig, and um, we'll, we'll help him roast it. And yeah, um, it was his birthday. So he had like forty-five people at his house, so he asked us to help him out. And we did. We had a great time. But look, you know, it it it, uh, it attracts people, man. And um, people always are very curious about. Uh, about pigs and then the conversation starts and this is a great time that i take upon myself to educate people about you know the facts about about pigs and and pork so it gives me that opportunity to enjoy the process eat great food and then talk to people about facts uh regarding pork so amazing speak speaking of lechona sal that's your instagram handle which is amazing by the way yeah thanks you know it's crazy because when i started this journey i was thinking about you know how do i how do i capitalize on on this you know this love that i have for the product and going trying to do something kind of unique and when i looked it up it was available so i couldn't believe that's it that's crazy so it defines it defines who who i am and and obviously the work that i do 
But I think, you know, what's cool about it is, uh, <clears throat> you know, like I mentioned before, pork has always been my go-to protein. And I think, uh, you know, that obviously very few images or video that, that I share on that Lechon Asado account um, has anything to do uh, with anything but pork. And it's always going to be that way. Uh, it's all about, you know, I, I eat it's who you are, yeah. pork. Yeah, that's who I am. So, uh, yeah, you know, Lechon Asado is big in the Cuban community. It's big in, in Puerto Rico and in the Caribbean as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I have a lot of fun, and, you know, I, I follow a lot of good friends over there, too, and, um, you know, you included, so it's good to, to see all the stuff. You know, it looks like you go out, and you know, you're always talking <laughs> Go out about way too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I love your, has, your hashtag, never stop eating. That's right, I never stop I, I eating. About stealing that. Yeah, I thought about stealing that myself and using it, but it's great, man. It's great. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, well said. Thank you so much for taking some time out. If people listening right now and they want to learn more information about National Pork Board and some great things about the actual pork product, where can they go? Uh, I'll give you two sites. Uh, number one, uh, you can go to port.org, and there's a lot of information there uh, on all the topics that we just covered. Anything you want to know about that, it's there. And if you're looking for some recipes and inspiration, uh, we also have our Spanish site called uh, porquesabor.com, and there you can have some uh, some great recipes for you know by all the chefs that we we've worked with over the past multiple years. So, just great stuff there. There's a lot of information about health as well in our on, on both of those websites. And again, um, I'm on Instagram as well, and and uh, you know anybody who wants to just you know make sure to follow, follow along him. <laughs> with my journey. That would be great. More WTF Words Food presented by the Halak Guys right after this quick break. You see me post about it. You see me talk about it all the time. You know I love the Halak Guys. So I need to let you know that the Halak Guys is officially open in Brickell. You know, they had that OG location in South Miami, which is amazing. But now they've come to the island. They've come to Brickell downtown area for your eating needs. You can get that world-famous chicken and beef euro platter or sandwich, and you can't forget about the famous white sauce or the red sauce either. Um, if you ask me, the more white sauce, the better. But my combination is uh, white sauce and then a little bit of red sauce for a little kick. Absolutely delicious. And you know what? They have a new spicy lamb at both locations that is out of this world. You need to try it. The Halal Guys in South Miami and Brickell. Um, if you haven't been to the one in Brickell, it's located at the new 1010 Brickell building on 10th or the OG location in South Miami, 5966 South Dixie Highway. You need to check it out. The Brickell location opened late, so after grabbing a couple of drinks with your friends, go out and get some food. Maybe you had some dinner that wasn't that great. You want something to fill you up. You want some good food. Then head over to the Halak Guys, whether that be for lunch, dinner, or late night. Tell them that the food he sent you. You know, I love the Halak Guys. You're going to love them. You see your friends post about it. You see me post about it. Now go and experience it for yourself. So you know what? Everybody loves Snapple. And now they have a new flavor for the summertime. It's called Watermelon Lemonade. And it's coming to select stores later this month. No plans for a dye version, though. Um, but if you go to the store, look for the bright yellow label, and please note this is a limited-time flavor. Dr. Pepper has released the Dr. Pepper Cherry Dessert Topper. If you love the classic beverage, you're going to love this and put it on pretty much everything. They suggest it drizzle on an ice cream, but you could add it just about anything. 
and you can get yours right now on Amazon. Mountain Dew and KFC have teamed up to create a new drink. The new drink is called Sweet Lightning. Now, instead of the classic Mountain Dew taste and flavor you love, this one you get notes of peach and honey um, in the drink, and the drink is only available at KFC for the summer, so if you love Mountain Dew, get there now to try it. Krispy Kreme is opening up the biggest flagship store in New York City's Times Square early next year. It's going to be home to the biggest hot and ready light in the world. It's going to be open 24-7. Inside the actual store, visitors will be able to watch the donut making process from start to finish with stadium style seating. Now, the new store is going to be located on 48th and Broadway, just steps from M&M World and the giant Olive Garden. Kraft made salad frosting to get kids to eat their veggies. Now, the frosting is really just their classic ranch dressing in a frosting tube, but this allows parents to tell their kids they're eating frosting on top of vegetables. Now, we've seen the social media photos of this. No word yet if it's going to actually hit the stores, but it does exist, and Kraft is having a social media contest to try to win a bottle, so check that out. Pillsbury has new brownies for you to try at home. They have new place-and-bake creations. Now, the dough is pre-cut into the perfect size. All you have to do is place the brownies onto a cookie sheet, they come in three flavors, chocolate fudge, marshmallows, and peanut butter chip. Each package has 12 brownie dough rounds for $2.80 each, and they're available right now. TGI Fridays has bottled its sauces for stores, making sure you get its flavors anywhere and everywhere with the bottled wing and dipping sauces. Now, they have the buffalo wing sauce, spicy honey whiskey wing sauce, and buffalo ranch wing sauce. You can get those on Amazon right now, but Walmart also sells the original barbecue sauce, peach honey smash barbecue sauce, white barbecue sauce, and ghost pepper sauce. You get them all right now. And that's going to wrap up this episode of WTF Where's Food. Uh, thank you for listening. I truly appreciate it. Thank you to Jose de Jesus for coming on the show. Make sure you check him out, and make sure you check out the National Pork Boards. We're doing some great, great things. Uh, the next episode to be released June 26th with Michelle Bernstein and the master himself, Julio Cabrera, doing an interview for the world-famous Cafe La Trova. Of course, you can listen to this episode and every episode of WTF Words of Food wherever you get your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. It's all there for you. If you prefer to listen on the website, you can do that too, thefoodie.com, T-H-E-F-O-D-E.com. We also do episode recaps on there, everything we talk about, links, photos, everything on the website as well. Follow me, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at thefoodie, T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. Thank you again for listening to this episode of WTF Words of Food. My name is Nick, and always remember to hashtag never stop eating.